You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to episode 53 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom representing the kingdom. Myself, Brad Simcox, and Arrow Headlines editor, Tom Childs. In this week's show, game day is fast approaching, so Tom and I will be getting our own house in order by looking at the Chiefs' preparations for week one. And, of course, we'll be taking a look across enemy lines at the Arizona Cardinals. But first... Carr steps up. Carr gets crushed. Chris Jones. Kelsey. Still going. Still going. Kelsey. Good night. Touchdown. Chiefs win it. Mahomes is a deep boy. Kelsey's going to throw a touchdown. Looking to the end zone for the win. He caught it. Sunday, 9.25 over here, p.m. The Chiefs versus the Cardinals. Uh, it's finally here, mate. We've been waiting for this all off-season, all pre-season. Mm-hmm. It's time to shut up and put up. Are you excited for this? Yeah, <laughs> Is that a dumb yeah, question? That's such a stupid question to ask a person that records a podcast about the Chiefs. Like, we literally sat here for the last two months, like, tr- trying to talk about anything right we've talked absolute nonsense on this show in the last two months and now you're asking me now that we actually have football to talk about you're saying are you excited of course i'm excited you pillock like <laughs> it's it's here it's here what we've been waiting for the football season is here i can't believe it's here already this has been the quickest off season of them all it's absolutely flown by and we're here what it's september the 6th the evening of as we record and we're a matter of what 48 hours away from the bills and the rams kicking off the nfl season am i excited of course i'm excited yeah a bit of a daft question it really yeah it's it's i mean you, you just feel it in the air at the moment with the chiefs don't you there's a buzz of excitement about this team all of a sudden Seems like the media seems to be. Oh, hang on a minute! The Chiefs might have a good crack at it this time. Mm. Um, but I, I really can't wait. Uh, Nine twenty-five PM is a great time for me as well. Yeah, because I don't know about you, mate. I mean, I know you've got kids as well. Bung them to bed, get them to bed, and then start the preparations ready for the game. It's certainly there 
as my favorite kickoff time. Like if you had to rank all like the kickoff times, let's go through them quickly. Yeah. The, 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 the five kickoff times. So you've got the Thursday, 125 in the morning. You've got the Sunday, six o'clock in the evening, the Sunday, 925 in the evening. Then you've got the Sunday night football, half past one in the morning. And you've got Monday night football, which is 115 in the morning. How would you rank them with obviously 925 being number one? Well, do you know, it's strange because Monday night football, right? It's an exciting time to have your team on Monday night football, isn't it? But over here, Monday night, you've just, just you've been at work all day Monday. Yeah, you get excited for the game, but then you think, right, I'm going to have to go to bed early. So you yeah. miss that night time with obviously the kids and obviously you know the missus. And then you've got to get up early in the morning when everybody else is asleep, set your alarm, wake the whole house up, mm-hmm. and then try and enjoy a football game. And then think, I've got to go to work to, uh, uh, Tuesday in like the next few hours. Yeah. See, I think I That's think the worst time for me. No, I see. I, I for similar sort of reasons, I think Sunday night football is the worst because because you have to go to bed early, set an alarm on Sunday to watch the game before work on a Monday. Yeah. You then miss all the football on Sunday as well. So oh, you might right, watch okay. like an hour or two of red zone and then you go into bed and you like miss all the excitement of the early earlier games. So yeah, for me, Sunday night football is the absolute worst. Thursday night football, a sneaky good one because I only yeah. work four hours on a Friday. So, you know, I can do the whole well, stay up late and go to work. It's the end of the week, isn't it? Yeah, it's something that you think, right? I can just chill out Thursday night. Yeah, yeah, I've got a Friday, but nobody really works Friday, yeah. do they? Is that right? I you better be drinking if you're watching Thursday night football. You're not drinking <laughs> if you're watching Sunday night or Monday night football, are you? No, you're not. You're definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually funny when we're talking about kickoff times, etc. Um, obviously, we've cancelled our trip to Kansas City, which was a darn shame. It really is still a bit guided about it. But what it did do, it did free up a load of annual leave for me. And like all of a sudden yeah. I had like nine days extra to use. So I went through my holiday calendar yesterday and just booked off all the days after all the Chiefs prime time and late game. <laughs> so you know, there will be beers aplenty. No no need to worry about getting up early and going, uh, going to work after games. I can have a lay in, wake up, do my headlines, do my things, maybe go to the gym, go for a swim. Then, you know, get on there, do my power rankings, do this podcast. You know, I'm, I'm in for actually quite an easy season. Normally, it's quite tiring the NFL season, yeah. but because of all these holiday days that are freed up for me, I'm looking at the NFL calendar and thinking, actually, this is going to be an easier season than normal. It's yeah, it's getting that groove back in back in yeah. order again, isn't it? You know, making sure that you know you're doing your routines every week. You know, yeah. checking your schedules and everything like that. But it's, is there any? It's, it is mad though, because like in this in my household, like we have a February through to August calendar, like a way of life. <laughs> And then, yeah. honestly, it is the NFL season dictates this how my household from yeah. from September all the way through to to February, and it sounds mad. You're probably listening to this thinking that's a bit sad. Like your whole house dictates on it. Well, no, true. because because the amount of work that goes into like working yeah. for and doing for Arrowhead Pride, obviously, is an absolute privilege to do what I do. I I love my job. I I will not be quitting it or giving it up or letting anyone else take it from me anytime soon. I absolutely adore my job. But there's a lot that goes into that this yeah. this 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 work during the week. So it's like I have to like Tuesdays are podcast night, Tuesdays are power rankings, Thursdays five questions, and you've got arrow headlines, and you've got the actual watching and enjoying of the game as well, and some prep for podcast. I say yeah. prep, we never do prep. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there's a lot that goes into it. So it's just amazing the NFL season, which should which once upon a time was just a hobby, has transformed itself into a little bit of a job, humble brag, to the point where it like dictates my my household from 
from September through to, to February. Like the missus could be having an affair on Sunday nights and I would be none the wiser. <laughs> because because I'm that engrossed in what's happening on, on my TV screen. <laughs> you know, but the good thing is about working for like Arrowhead Pride is the fact that you, you've got to go, no, I've got to do it for work, love. <laughs> I've got to watch all these games on a night for work. I actually, I actually used that line on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> on Monday, I said, "Do you mind if I go upstairs and watch the Cardinals game against the uh, Rams in the playoffs, please?" Yeah. Um, you know, she's like, "Why, why are you doing that?" So, you know, she's playing the Cardinals. I've got to do some research on it. So I just sat with someone <laughs> last night watching like replays of her Cardinals football. <laughs> you can say that of any game, even though the Chiefs aren't playing them next week. You can say yeah. that of any any game. Uh, no word of a lie. Last year. I put Game Pass on my tax return as an expense. <laughs> Top tip. <Yeah. laughs> I can't believe you did that. <laughs> you're, that you're taking notes. That's what you're going to do this year, am, aren't you? I am. Work-related. Yeah, I like that. That's really good. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously, we're really excited about it. But, I mean, do you have any particular traditions? Because I know some people have traditions, don't they? That you've got mm. to, like, make sure that the room's the right temperature. You've got to have so many drinks lined up. You've got to drink a certain drink or something. Or you've got to have a certain, you know, snack next to you for yeah. half time. Same jersey, all that rubbish. Yeah, you know, can you wear the same jersey if you, you know, keep that winning streak going, you know, I just I find it hilarious that people think they're that important. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? Do you know what? Andy Reid's not going to call that killer play because you know (laughs) Brad from Newcastle's not wearing his Mahomes white jersey this week. (laughs) There was a season where all I would drink is rum, believe it or not. Okay, because for some reason I don't know whether it was because I felt happier drinking rum at the time that you know the Chiefs were winning games. I mean, it was I think it was just before. 2019, you know, when the team was actually just getting into that cusp of really being a great team. You know, I think it was like 2018 and I was just drinking rum all the time. Good choice. Yeah. Um, And it made sure that the Chiefs were winning games. And I felt as though it was making a difference. Yeah. I so you've got Captain Mahomes, Captain Kelsey, Captain and Captain Morgan. Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, good. So you don't have anything? You you, you not have any particular tradition or are you just... Are you no, like, like my, my main not tradition like is making sure the kids are quiet between six and seven before they go that's to bed. Up. <laughs> yeah, that's the main, that's the main tradition. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Uh, this week's going to be a funny one because I'm actually going to the Arsenal um, just before red zone kicks off. So like the Arsenal kick off at two o'clock this time. Yeah. Um, game will finish around four. And then I've got two hours to get home before six o'clock. And Scott Hansen says those wonderful words, seven hours of commercial free football. Oh. And then, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Those three and a half hours of chilling where you can just take in the, the six o'clock games. You've got what, is it nine of them this week? Take in the six o'clock games, embrace that football's back, have a few beers and whatnot, have some food. And then 9.25, really settle down. Red zone goes off on the big tellies Chiefs concentrate on the Chiefs yeah I'm sure there's some good games going on at the same time Vikings Packers looks like it should be a great game I'll catch up with them on Monday yeah. my, that, as soon as 9.25 comes around it doesn't matter who's around my house it's, it's all about it's all about the Chiefs and yeah for that, that three hours of that game I'm engrossed in that yeah oh well I'm looking forward to it and I'm sure everybody in Chiefs Kingdom is as well but um, we will be discussing the Chiefs and the Cardinals at the, the second half of the show. But before that, we've got to go through our headlines because there's some juicy ones that have happened this week. Um, 
the one I want to bring up is actually um, ESPN's Mike Clay has predicted the Chiefs will be the highest scoring team in 2022 with 479 points. Now, this is what I was saying at the start of the show, that the fact that all of a sudden, I don't know if you felt it as well or seen it or noticed it recently, but the Chiefs are suddenly being talked about as this, you know, this team that's probably going to be doing great things all of a sudden. Mm. And before it was all doom and gloom about, Player, you know, a certain player obviously leaving and going to a, another um, team in Miami. And we're now seeing that there are media outlets now that are actually standing up and taking notice of, well, this Chiefs team might actually be rather good. I mean, Mike Clay saying that they're going to be the, you know, the top scoring team in 2022. That's something to look forward to, right? It's something exciting is going on. Yeah, I, I think it's a bit of hedging their bets, to be honest. Like, really? you think about how many predictions an analyst makes over the course of a summer. Yeah. Like, we, we sat here last week and done a load of predictions. How many people can remember the predictions that we made last week listening to the show? Oh, yeah. If we're being honest. <laughs> I mean, how many predictions did we put in there? I can't even Exactly, but how many people, they can't remember it. And that's what it is like with with analysts. I feel like probably a month ago, Mike, Mike Clay, if we... Google Mike, Mike Clay and the Chargers, there's probably an article saying how the Chargers offense is going to be the best in the league. Yeah, probably. probably the month before, if we Google Mike Clay and the Buffalo Bills, there's probably an article saying the Buffalo Bills would be the best article. Obviously, the one the one that just before the season is the one that carries the most substance. That's the one that people tend to remember. Mm. But I do feel like the analysts, media, but they're like, they've got a lot of time to feel, remember. They've got months oh, yeah. upon months and upon months after the draft to fill with with content so they're not always going to have the same opinions they might watch something that changes their opinion they might see something that changes their opinion but overall it's just like this kind of like a roundabout they, they, they take it in turns don't they like oh you're going to say something positive about the Chiefs you're going to say something about the Chargers and then four weeks time we're going to flip that yeah and then, and then it's now oh Mahomes is actually really good oh the player said that Mahomes is the eighth best uh, player in the NFL Now's the time to say he's really good. Like it's just they I think they just pick and choose when they want to be positive about the Chiefs, when they want to be like negative about the Chiefs. But yeah. going back to the original point about Mike Clay projecting, what how many points did you say that was? 400 479. 400, so that's 28 points like per game. Yeah. And I didn't do that in my head. I'd done it on the calculator. <laughs> Don't give away the secrets, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I expect some countdown music right now. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, 28 points a game. That seems achievable. Like, yeah, it's, it's what, four touchdowns a game? And how many trips to the end zone or the red zone do, do the Chiefs get a game? Like, well... This is it. Like they must be on like seven trips to the red zone per game, at least. Like I sit here and I laugh. I know we talked about the weapons a lot and like the variation there as an offense, but and this team's going to score points. They are, and I, I know I'm dragging my heels a little bit by committing to it, but the 28 point per game prediction. But I'm thinking about this offense and what they've got on board and who they've got a quarterback and the mission that they're on and probably the fact that the defense isn't going to be as great as years gone by and there's going to be this need to score points that, mm. yeah, why not? 28 points isn't outlandish. They can do that. They they put up a couple of 40 burgers 
yeah. then that, that average drops for the rest of the season. And they're playing the Raiders. They can do that twice if they want to. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, 28-points game, yeah, bring it on. Chiefs to lead the league in scoring, maybe not. But certainly to get 28 points a game, yeah. I'm, I'm in on that, Mike Clay. We're very much uh, looking at this this offense still, as uh, thinking that this defense is not going to be up to much scratch, up, up to up to much, basically, are we? Um, even though we've said in previous shows that we believe that this Chiefs team, even though it's young and it's it's a little bit inexperienced at the minute, we believe that there is talent there that they can actually you know gel together quickly and and become mm-hmm. a solid unit. Um, so the Chiefs, the Chiefs don't really. I don't feel the Chiefs really need to start scoring 20, 28 points or more every game to actually win games because I believe in this defense a lot more than I have done recently um, or previously, should I say. So, um, I mean, it's there or thereabouts, isn't it? I mean, any team now you could actually say, argue that, I mean, look at the Bills. They could rack up you know, 28 points a game, no problem, you know, with the offense that they've got. Um, and there's other teams out there that you could say that as well. But to rank the Chiefs first at this point, um, yeah, it's a bold prediction, I would say. Wouldn't you say that? Well- well, it's a bold prediction with that figure as well, because I'm just looking online at the moment, um, pro football reference, and the Chiefs scored 480 points last year in a regular season. Mm. And that was only good enough for fourth in the NFL. So that's more than they're projected to score this year. Right. And if I remember rightly, do you remember everyone, it might have been a thing that you noticed about this, This, this I think they called it a regression, was oh, it? Yeah. Patrick Mahomes' reg- regression they were talking about? Yeah, yeah, the regression. And- there, there was games where the defense kept winning games for the Chiefs. The Chiefs' offense couldn't do anything, and that lasted what for like five, six, seven weeks, didn't it? They were mm-hmm. this this regression talk about Patrick Mahomes, and then there was the, this blue, the blueprint. Exactly, yeah, the, the yeah. dreaded blueprint on Patrick yeah. Mahomes. Yet they still scored four hundred and eighty points <laughs> last season. Yeah. And if if the outlook is for most reasonable people that the Chiefs have more weapons now, and Mahomes is going to take a, a step up because he can't possibly regress any further because he was that bad last season, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, yeah, apparently Then, was, then surely, yeah. For, surely 480, that, that, that figure you said a second ago, is more than achievable. Yeah. Um, just like you were saying, you know, Mahomes' regression is, you know, another another quarterback's brilliant season, best season. Yeah. Um, you know, Mahomes, I mean, if that's Mahomes' regression... I'm all for it. <laughs> Let's keep more yeah. of that. <laughs> do you think? Do you, do you think he does? Like, what was his stat line last year? Four eight and forty touchdowns, wasn't it? Something like, like that. Yeah. yeah do you yeah, think? Yeah. Do you think he? Yeah. Do you think he beats that this year? I do. I honestly do. Um, I've felt very much encouraged by the preseason what I've seen, um, mm-hmm. and you know, if that's Andy Reid keeping it a vanilla offense <laughs> in yeah. preseason. Um, I mean, he even said today uh, or this this week, didn't he, Andy Reid, that he was he was very look, very much looking forward to opening this playbook a lot more, mm. um, you know, with the players that they've got. And I think he's really salivating at the fact that he has this quite open offense now that yeah. nobody's gonna nobody's gonna be able to figure this out for a long time. I mean, we kind of thought that before, didn't we? Where we had it was either kelsey or hill wasn't it and you know you pick your poison and a lot of teams seem to do that and sit deep you know to try and cover hill and everything but when now what do you need to do what do you need to do to stop the chiefs it's very much a um a blank canvas all of a sudden yeah it's you know um andy reed's gonna he's gonna feed on this i really i can believe it this season so four seven nine yeah i think it's doable but i don't think it's the be all and end all if the chiefs don't achieve that points total because i do believe that the, the defense is up to it this time Nice. Right, moving on. Um, 
the ceiling and floor for all 32 NFL teams. Now, um, apparently, this was on CBS Sports, and they've predicted the Chiefs ceiling is 13 and 4, which is what I predicted in the last show. 13 and 4, uh, and probably go on to win the Super Bowl. Um, now, the floor is 10 and 7, which I think you actually said. <laughs> which they must be listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and probably lose a divisional round. Now, um, I mean, I'm not going to take too much into that, really, because that's quite a wide bracket, yeah. let's say, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, 13 and 4 or 10 and 7. Yeah, I mean, any team could probably do that at the moment, um, unless you're really, really terrible. Um, so I don't know what to take from that, really. I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's in our headlines. Um, but I thought I'd just throw it in there because it was, it was part of our predictions and uh, clearly CBS have been listening to our show. You just put it in there for verification, validation, rather, yeah. a validation of our own, our own takes. <laughs> I had my own humble brag earlier. That's that's you putting it, forcing yeah. in a humble brag. You've literally wasted everyone's time with this last ninety seconds of the podcast. Everyone thinking, didn't they talk about that last week? But no, yes, it makes you feel better, Brad. I'm just it's making sure that we lock it in right there. Yeah, there. okay, there we go. <laughs> so the Chiefs, we are locking in. The Chiefs' record will be somewhere between ten and seven and thirteen and four. Yes. You heard it here first. <laughs> Locking it in. <laughs> right. Um, the last hour headline I've got is um, the 22 people who will shape the 2022 NFL season. Now, Andy Reid was obviously named as one of those those people um, because Andy Reid is special and he is an offensive guru. He's a genius at it all. Um, and he's already, like I said, mentioned before, he's already signaled that he may be able to dust off parts of his voluminous, voluminous, kind of say that word, playbook, that have been mothballed in recent years. Now, it's interesting to think that Andy Reid's mothballed some plays, and now he's thinking, I'm going to use that this time. I'm going to go for that this time. Um, Because I do believe he has that belief in this offense now, that he can start pulling a few few strings here and there. Um, What's your take on this anyway? Because, I mean, Andy Reid... We, like I said, he's he's pretty much a god in Chiefs Kingdom for what he's done and achieved since 2013. Um, do you think Andy Reid's going to go for it this year? I want to know when Andy Reid's going to win Coach of the Year finally. <laughs> Is he not winning? I'm looking here. I don't think he has. No way. Not even in 2019? No, he won it. No, he's won it once. In 2002 with the Philadelphia Eagles. No way. And he's never even won it since. No. That's a travesty. That's That was when he was with the Eagles and they went 12-4. and four. Yeah, that was the last time he won. Or the only time won. he won Coach of the Year. Which is... And how many times has he been 12-4 and four with the Chiefs? Uh, four times? I'm doing three, four times. counting on fingers now at the minute. Yeah, three, four now. times. And yeah... It doesn't matter what Andy Reid does. He's always going to shape the league because everyone looks at him for new plays, new offensive systems. They're looking who they're looking for someone to copy. They go, "Oh, Andy Reid. Let's see what he's doing in Kansas City." Like he's the only one that types, calls up like shovel plays underneath to to tight ends and and then to offensive linemen, fullbacks, all that type of thing. Like everything that Andy Reid does is pretty unique. So he's always going to be influential in that sense. But it's it's what annoys me is it's just. It's cool to give Andy Reid props so much, but when it comes to coach of the year conversation, it's like, nah, he's not in it. He, he, he's just too good. It's like LeBron James and MVP awards. Mm. Like everyone knows 
And this is a big difference between American sports and I suppose our football. Because yeah. like the Ballon d'Or award always goes to Messi or Ronaldo or mo most of the time it goes to Messi or Ronaldo. Like the last yeah. 12 years, I think they've probably won 10 of them between them. But all that is, is the footballing world recognising that these two monsters are true greats to the game. Mm -hmm. And they're willing to, every year, give them that award and say, you two are the best in the game. One of you is going to win it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes they take it in turn, but it's recognition of their continuing talents and their continuing greatness, where American sports just don't do that. They point don't like, like refuse to, refuse. How is LeBron James? I think he's won, what, three MVPs, LeBron James? He's been the best basketball player in the world for... 15 years yeah Tom Brady he's I think Tom Brady's won what three MVPs yeah Aaron Rodgers has won three like surely these are the players that need to be rewarded constantly yeah. like you don't always have to go with the cool the, the cool pick you don't always have to pick the charges it is okay to go with the status quo and if the status quo is a Tom Brady is Patrick Mahomes is Aaron Rodgers, is LeBron James, is Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, then just reward them for Christ's sake. You don't need to go and overthink it and not give Andy Reid a coach of the year award just because Sean McVay come along or one of Sean McVay's disciples come along and had a good season on the off. Let's reward consistent greatness. So let's do it, NFL. Let's, let's, he's going to be one of the most influential men in all of football this year. And if the Chiefs make the playoffs, everyone's going to be gushing over Andy Reid and how well the Chiefs have done to lose Tyreek Hill and move on and still have this amazing offense. But if he does do it, let's make sure we reward him because he needs a coach of the year. How he hasn't won one in Kansas City is beyond me. He took a 2-14 and 14 team yeah. to the playoffs. Yeah. The number, like immediately, year one, basically the same group of guys he added at a quarterback and then gave them some stability. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, this, 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 this team of Pro Bowl has all of a sudden become a playoff team. Yeah. Like, and he's still not won in it. Like, 2015, we won 11 games in a row. Yeah. 11 games That's in a row. Really and he didn't win coach of the yeah. year. He won Super Bowl 2019. He had a more or less a rookie callback in 2018, just going an absolute tear up. Yeah. He made Alex Smith have an all world season in 2017. Yeah. He got his team back to the Super Bowl in 2021. Uh, Four championship games. Four AFC championship games. And this guy's still not won an, a Coach of the Year award in Kansas City. What's going on? Come on, NFL, sort it out. It, I mean, he's got to be the top there, isn't he? Out of those 22, he's got to be the number one out of that. I know they haven't ranked it in this in this actual no. article, but uh, Andy Reid's got to be the first name on any list like that, who is like the most influential um, person in the NFL at the moment. Um <sighs> It's just, it, yeah, like you said, it's. I thought he'd won more than that, but it's criminal that man. If he's if only if he's only won one at Philadelphia, that is criminal. Yeah, yeah. that is criminal. Right. Okay. Uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get our teeth into the Cardinals. Ha ha ha. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. 
Real Traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there and welcome back to the Great British Chief Show with Brad and Tom. It's week one. We finally get to preview a game and it's the Cardinals this week. Sunday night, 9.25 over here. And man, I mean, when we did a bit of research on this, I know Tom has done some research on it and I've done some research on this. Um, The Cardinals for me, they look to be the most unprepared team of this season. I feel like I was the most unprepared about the Cardinals more so than any other team. Like, yes. <laughs> is there a, like a good team that anyone knows less about than the Arizona Cardinals? Like they, they've been consistently good for a few years now. I know that obviously they had a year when they got Kyler Murray as the number one pick. Yeah. But pretty much since, I don't know, like the Kurt Warner days, they've been a very solid NFL franchise. Yeah, no one really gives two shits about them. No, they don't. <laughs> You're right. I know, like I, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, like even like to the point where last season, I've gone gone through and looked at the end of the last year and see how they got on, what what happened towards the back end of the season, and I completely forgot that they were even in the playoffs, and the fact that they they played a playoff game. Now, what didn't help was the playoff game they played was the was that stupid Monday night wild card game, which. Yeah. I'm obviously not going to get up and watch a Monday Night Football wildcard game in January. It's just not going to happen. Um, bad move. I'm, I'm kind of glad the Chiefs avoided that time slot, to be honest. But I watched the game, and I think I managed to find someone that played worse than Patrick Mahomes in the second half of the playoffs. Like, yeah. Kyler Murray was bad. Yeah. Like, really bad in the playoffs. I sat there and watched the full thing. Man, like, I'm, sit- I'm sitting here thinking, like two callbacks playing each other on Sunday, both last time they were on a field on a, a proper game, both were really bad. Which one's most likely to back, bounce back? Probably Patrick Mahomes. Pro- probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Yeah. The one, oh, the one guy that doesn't need it in his contract that he has to do homework <laughs> during the week. Do you think he's done his homework this week? Kind yeah, of. Homework? He needs to. He needs to. He definitely does. Um, no, you're right though. I mean, it, the, the Cardinals are very, very hit and miss. Um, last season, they came out of the blocks really quick, didn't they? I think, yeah. Didn't they go seven and zero? They the did. First lot of the season, and everyone was touting them as being like, "Oh, this team's going places," right? Mm-hmm. And then they really kind of lost it towards the back end of the season. Yeah. And that team as well, I believe that team was a lot better than what they've actually got now. Especially because, defensively. Especially the defensively. But, I mean, yeah. if you're looking at the, the offensive side, I mean, you've got, I mean, Kirk's gone. Yeah, Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk is the reason why Tariq Hill is no longer a chief. Well, yeah, he's, <laughs> like, he's the guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's his fault. He, it's if it wasn't for Christian Kirk, Tariq Hill would have signed a $22 million contract and he'd still be here with Juju. Man. 
anyway, yeah. So Christian yeah. <laughs> Christian Kirk is uh, is not there. The own line is it's just more holes in the colander at the minute. Um, Do you know yeah. how like not to like steal other people's work, but I've listened to a couple of podcasts and the Cardinals based podcasts over the last couple of days. They are not high on our old friend Rodney Hudson at no, all. They're not. They are oh. not high on him at all. Apparently, that's been a complete failure. Like when, when Hudson left the Chiefs, he was widely regarded as the best center in the league. And he went yeah. to the Raiders and was very good. The Raiders had a very good offensive line at one point with Hudson being the anchor. And I remember when he when he looked like he was going to become a free agent, there was a lot of Chiefs fans lobbying for uh, bring back Rodney Hudson. Do you remember? It was remember just that. after he signed Joe Tooney. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, bring back Rodney Hudson, bring him back to Kansas City. And obviously we're expecting the release to go through, but then no, the Cardinals jump in, they give up some picks, a third round pick and a sixth, I think it was, yeah. to, uh, to LA, and uh, Las Vegas rather. And he ends up going to the Cardinals. And apparently he's just been flat out bad. Yeah. in Arizona they are not keen on him like they, they're what they're saying the guys that I've been listening to is like he needs to as you start the show with put up or sharp because if it doesn't they are going to be moving on from um uh Rodney Hudson as, as soon as they possibly can yeah. and so that, you're looking at that and you're thinking okay if he's playing bad who's he got to go against on Sunday oh look he's got to go against Chris Jones <laughs> so yeah. so yeah you know maybe maybe there's gonna for once we're gonna play Rodney Hudson and he's actually gonna have a bad game against us well, that O-line average age is over th- over 30. Not 30, over 30. Compared so, to what, what's, our, what's, what's the average line on our? Well, average age on our O-line must be what, 21? 24, 25? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are, are, are our line even old enough to drink? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, there's a huge glaring difference there. And I mean, they, they apparently tried to patch it up a little bit with uh, signing uh, Will Hernandez from the Giants. Um, but even PFF has actually ranked them as one of the worst O-lines going into this season. When you've got a franchise quarterback that you've just signed in Kyler Murray, you need to start protecting that quarterback. The Chiefs did it. The Chiefs recognized there was a need there after that, that dreadful Super Bowl that we had. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's, it's not just the only area where there's issues. The, They're bad the in the trenches full stop. Yeah. It, it, they the are bad. Stuff. Like The defensive line is no good either. No, like, it isn't. You're looking at this game and you're thinking, like, especially on for us on the defensive side, you're looking at, right, this is a perfect game for George Carlaftis, Carlos Dunlap, Dunlap, Frank Clark, to like to break themselves in as a like, defensive end pass rush package. Obviously, Chris Jones will have a good game. And you think, right, great game for the defensive side of the ball. On the other side, if this true to form and the Chiefs are going to come out and say, we're going to run the ball a little bit more, we're going to let Clyde go, uh, let McKinnon go, Ronald Jones Pacheco, whoever it will be, mm. go behind us and grind out some yards. You're looking at this defensive line for for the Cardinals, who've got an old JJ Watt. They've got Zach Allen, who they think is going to be okay. Marcus Golden doesn't even look like he's going to be playing. Like they're, they're, there's some big injury concerns there. But and on the most important thing on the defensive end is Chandler Jones isn't there anymore. Yeah, he's that gone. Is a huge he's loss. gone. He he's in he's in Las Vegas now. He's our problem twice a year in a different yeah. in different games. But on Sunday, he's not a problem. I'm looking at a defensive line and the linebackers, which is going to be led what by Isaiah Simmons, yeah. who's not been great exact since he since he come into come into the league. What he's in into his third year now. I'm thinking the Chiefs they're going to have a field day here. This offensive line is going to eat on Sunday. We've said many times that well, it's it's a well known fact that. Games are won and lost in the trenches. Now, when you look at the fact that the 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 trenches on both sides for the Cardinals are either decimated or aging or just not particularly that good, yeah, 
I mean, the Chiefs have got to be working in this thinking that we've really got to like up our, not even up our game, but actually manage to rack up points, yeah. um, you know, sack totals, all that kind of thing, yeah. and really kind of set themselves in using this game because. Um, you know, I mentioned one of the wide receivers before. Um, you know, Kristen Kirk. Sorry, been... sorry to interrupt you, Brad. Just before you move on to wide receivers, the yeah. the the problem for the Chiefs' defensive line. Yes, they can go ahead and beat the the Cardinals' offensive line, beat them up, win win early, and get get their their fill. The problem is is that they're not necessarily rushing to sack Kyler Murray. Then probably more likely rushing to contain him because yeah. he he poses a similar sort of threat to say Lamar Jackson. Like everyone's saying, oh, Kyler Murray is an upgraded version of Lamar Jackson. I don't believe that for one second. Yeah. But Kyler Murray is still an excellent athlete and an amazing runner. So yes, the be. offensive line might have problems, but we've seen in the past that Kyler Murray can make up for that. So it's going to be like, it's for someone like George Karlaftis, who is all go, all motor. Like he's like, he's like someone you screw up and just screw him up at the back and just say, go off you go. Go, and yeah. just goes and goes and goes until he runs out of gas. Like he's going to have to like play smart. There, there's going to be times when Spagnuolo is going to make him play contain on his side, and it, it's going to be interesting to see if Kyle Afters can actually hold his tackle there, maintain the edge, and let Chris Jones come up the middle, Frank Clark on the other side, maybe yeah. Nick Bolton and Blitz, but Willie Gay and Blitz. Be interesting to see if Kyle Afters has got the maturity already to stay in his lane and maintain discipline on when it comes to pass rushing. Yeah. I think you're right as well. I think with the the Chiefs getting the young uh, the young linebackers that they have now as well, the speed that they have as well. Yeah. Um, I think that has been engineered really to for especially for uh, mobile quarterbacks like Kyler Murray, like Lamar Jackson, and thinking like you know, Josh Allen. Josh Allen was another one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, making sure that you know a lot of these quarterbacks these days have got wheels. I mean, Mahomes has as well. Like, yeah. You know, he, he you know he does scramble quite a bit. Um, so having that speed at linebacker, I think, is very much key in this to 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 try and yeah to try and combat some uh, quarterback players like this. Do you think? Can you imagine them spying Kyler Murray with Willie Gay? He'd murder him. <laughs> of course, he'd murder him alive. But you don't think Kyler Murray. <laughs> but who who who's 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 going to be who's going to be the guy then? They, they're obviously going to have to if they're going to play contain or if they're not going to play contain, they're going to have to keep someone spy. And it's going to be one of the linebackers. You put Brian Cook in that because he's he's probably one of the quickest ones that we've got out there that you could probably put in as spy, but also keep the two linebackers. Maybe potentially, Dropping maybe you'd have to call safety, up you know? call up Spags and let him know. So yeah. Spags, I've got an idea, mate. I've got a play for you <laughs> yeah. from Brad. Maybe <laughs> I, I I just imagine like I suppose when you look at the fact that the Cardinals haven't got DeAndre Hopkins this week, which is massive. He's not back till. Yeah. He's Week seven, then yeah. like, you look at the, their pass catches and where they've got Andy Isabella and Hollywood Brown, who they got in a trade well, this year. Yeah, they got and they, well, and they got Rondell Moore as well. Oh yeah, of course, yeah, Rondell Moore. Who's, he, yeah, he, I mean, he's been suffering think, with an injury. He's been yeah, exactly. Is he even going to play? Yeah, um, I think. Yeah, I did actually find there was another wide receiver in there, Victor Bolden. Have you seen the stats on him? No. Victor Bolden Jr. has been in the league since 2017. He's played obviously the 49ers, Bills, Lions. And even the Birmingham Stallions. <laughs> uh, and he's had one reception for 10 yards. Wow, that's a very 20... Gary Dia type of stat line, isn't he? <laughs> that's a hell of a stat line. But they seem to use him a lot more in just like returns. So, yeah. uh, I mean, if you're a wide receiver and you're. How much money that... has that man earned in his lifetime? Exactly. One reception for 10 yards. <laughs> and probably like a million dollars. 
I mean, to be fair to the lad, you know, one reception, the first down. I mean, that's pretty darn good, isn't it? <laughs> this is when you when you find out it was actually on a third and twenty, and it just meant to a meaningless punt afterwards. <laughs> 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 no, but back to the Cardinals. The, the Zacherts, they don't even know if he's going to be playing. They're saying he's day-to-day as well. Yeah. Uh, they have oh, got injuries yeah. galore. Like, they didn't play many of their stars, if any, at all in the preseason. They're, they've been concentrating on trying to get healthy for Kansas City. So if they do get healthy, obviously they've got still a fair amount of talent there. But have they got talent that can cope with the Chiefs' strength? And I just look at it and I think, no, probably not. Like Hollywood Brown... We've obviously faced him once or twice now when he was in, in Baltimore. He's never really had much success so far in the league. They're hoping that he's going to reach his potential. But when he's playing with a similar sort of quarterback to Lamar Jackson, isn't he? Yeah, so yeah. Is, is he going to... Yeah, probably Kyler probably throws it a little bit more than Lamar does. But maybe in his first six weeks, he does have success, success because DeAndre Hopkins is, isn't there. But as soon as DeAndre Hopkins comes back, as soon as Zach Hurts is healthy again, then surely Hollywood Brown is got back going down... To, back to this this role that he had similar with Ravens where he's like third, fourth fiddle. So yeah, he might have a good game, but outside of that, offensively, they don't particularly scare me other than what Kyler can do with his legs and what James Conner can do with his. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, the, the running backs as well. I mean, that's probably what they're going to lean on the most, I think, in this game. Uh, obviously running back and obviously the fact that Kyler Murray is mobile and, and how he is. And and I think the first few players, they probably will do that just to try mm. and test this, this Chiefs defense to see are they fast enough? You know, you know, are they big hitters? But it's a it's a bit of a gamble with your you know your franchise quarterback if you're starting to use him in the run game a little bit more, trying to test a new yeah. defense. Um, so, but uh, but I mean, the running back room. I mean, again, other outside of James Conner, there isn't often a lot there, is there? I mean, yes, yeah, but it doesn't uh, matter because James Conner is their bell cow. He is, he, yeah. Like, he is an every down back, isn't he? He's, he's not. He, he's not like our running backs where they. Andy Reid doesn't trust any of them to play every down. <laughs> he just flat out, doesn't he? He likes mixing up. But James Connor, he's going to be that guy. I remember he he was behind Chase Edmonds last year. Then Chase Edmonds got injured. Then he then he elevated. Then he was really good. I've watched scored like 15, 16, 17 touchdowns last year, was it? Dean, yeah. Yeah, 15 touchdowns. So he had a hell of a season last year. And he was a good, he was a good player in Pittsburgh. And he comes to Cardinals and expecting him to go up a level, and he kind of has. Yeah, maybe not in the yardage, but like I said, he wasn't the feature back early. This year, he is the feature back. He's paid, I think, the fifth highest contract amongst all active running backs in the NFL. So you better believe if if the Cardinals are giving that type of money to a running back, they are going to use him. (laughs) So, like, if you if you're a betting man, absolutely put some money on on James Conner to score a touchdown on Sunday because he's going to get his opportunities. And yeah, when he doesn't run the ball, yeah, you've got Kyler to worry about as well. We've mentioned it once or twice already. The linebackers, Willie Gay and Nick Bolton, have got like such a huge role to play in this game Mm -hmm. about like maintaining discipline at the line like make sure you get into your gaps make sure you're stopping Kyler Murray stopping James Conner if, if Willie Gay and Nick Bowen have a good game then the Chiefs win this 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 football match comfortably yeah there's one glaringly obvious issue with this Cardinals team that we haven't even mentioned yet what, amongst all the others that we've already uh, mentioned amongst, we we just spent the last what past what 20 minutes talking about like really bad all lines de- defensive yeah. lines everything like that the glaringly obvious thing is obviously the cornerbacks that the situation they've got there, um, because they've really kind of been patching it up. I mean, I know uh, Trayvon Mullins; uh, he he got uh, traded over there, didn't he, from the Raiders, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of help out there. 
They've got uh, Byron Murphy, who apparently is, uh, well, apparently he is their main starter at the moment. He is their best yeah. corner. Um, you've got Marco Wilson. Um, it's hit and miss in his rookie season last year. They've not got a lot of depth at corner, and it's. it's yeah, didn't, wasn't Antonio to... Hamilton meant to be starting? Like our old friend, be, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, didn't he have an accident in the kitchen or something like that? <laughs> Burnt his feet with oil or something off a of frying. Wow. Um, I mean, it's just got worse. That's, not, that's when you know your luck's not in. Is like has Antonio Hamilton ever started at any team ever? And he's like, he's he's, he's in line he's to be the starting cornerback for for the Cardinals, and then he drops some chip pan oil all over his feet. Like, <laughs> oh, poor man. Like, you earn enough money. Let someone else do your cooking for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. You know, yeah. what are you doing messing about with a fryer? You know, um, I mean, I don't know what he was doing. Was he tossing it around or what? It just seems very, really strange circumstances there. But like I said, the the the, the cornerback room has been really kind of decimated. Um, I mean, obviously they had that, that that sad news about uh, Jeff Gladney, wouldn't they? Yeah. Um, and you know um, that really hasn't helped. Obviously, the Cardinals uh, in their cornerback room and anything, but uh, they've really kind of patched it up. And that is the glaringly obvious issue at the moment, I think, with the Cardinals, amongst the other stuff that we've talked about. But do you remember, like, when the Chiefs used to like say they're making up for their cornerback issues with amazing safety play? Yeah. That's what the Cardinals are kind of like. They've got yeah. Jalen Thompson and they've got Buddha Baker, yeah. who are both very good players. Like they paid Thompson last week. They give him a, a new contract. Buddha Baker obviously become uh, famous last year when DK Metcalf caught him up and everyone found out, oh, it was actually Buddha Baker running quite fast himself, but you know, not quite fast enough. But he's a hell of a player. And so you, you look at it and you're thinking, actually, that, that deep stuff is probably going to be taken away for the Chiefs, which is fine because we don't need to do that anymore. We can we can go for the short yard, we can run, we can pass across the middle. The Chiefs, the Chiefs wide receivers are going to have success when they're lined up against the likes of Taven Mullins, who has intercepted Patrick Mahomes in the past, I have you know. Yes, he has. He has. He, he, he intercepted that, that horrible game when they took the bus ride around the Arrowhead. He he intercepted in them. Week the five way. champions. Oh, yeah, the week five yeah. champions. So, yeah. Um, but overall, I feel like it's a matchup too far for Cardinals when you've got all these wide receivers and obviously you've got this, the unicorn in Travis Kelsey to come out, come out as well. I, I feel like the, the Chiefs passing game is probably going to be a bit too much for this depleted secondary of the Arizona Cardinals. Do you know, we haven't talked about the Chiefs much in this, have we? <laughs> we've talked about the Cardinals, like literally just tore them to shreds in this podcast. Um, but we know what the Chiefs can do. So, you know, we're not just going to go through walls. Well, we forward. don't. That's the thing, Brad. We don't know what the Chiefs can do. Well, we know what Mahomes we, and Kelsey we, can we, do. We, but... we, we, we have an expectation of what they're going to do based yeah. on what we've read and what we've seen and what we've watched this, this off-season. But this, this is like the most excited I've been about a Chiefs team in a long, long time because there is this unknown. You're about them, aren't you? Yeah, but what is this, 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 this unknown, isn't it? We, <laughs> we, over the last five years, four years, we only know the Chiefs' offense with Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes. That is it. That yeah. is the offense we know. Now we're looking at the offense like, well, wow, what, what's going to happen? Like, <laughs> this, there's a potential that Travis Kelsey only gets like three receptions for 35 yards on, on Sunday. Yeah, and but Valdez Scantling goes for over 100. Juju goes for 80. Sky Moore goes for 16. Jody Fortson goes for seven touchdowns. Don't forget like, the running backs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the running backs. There's, there's every 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 chance that people are looking at this Chiefs team next this time next week and going, ah, maybe I shouldn't have drafted Travis Kelsey in the second round as a fantasy football this year. <laughs> 
mate, there's you don't you just you just don't know. Oh, that guy that took Juju in the ninth round, he's looking real clever yeah. right now. <laughs> you, you, you Let just me guess, don't did know. you pick those players, by the way? Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, and then on the other don't side, pick of up the ball, your fantasy team on here, mate. Don't pick, pick it yeah. up on here. <laughs> but on the other side of the ball, you're looking at you thinking, ah, oh, George Carl Aftis. It's nice to have a first round pick there on defensive yeah, end. You've got a first round corner. Remember the last first round corner we took? Yeah. A guy called Marcus Peters that worked out all right for a few years. You've got a new safety, Tyron Matthews, gone. That a Daniel Sorensen less defense. When was the last time we could say that? <laughs> When was when, when, did Daniel, when did Daniel Sorensen <laughs> sign for the Chiefs? What, 2015, 14, yeah. maybe? He's at the Chiefs for such a long time. Yeah, he and was. now we're going to see a team without it. Charvarius Ward, that, that the guy we got in the trade uh, with the Cowboys, God knows how many years ago, he become a staple of the defense. He's not there anymore. Yeah, Anthony Hitchens, the guy we overpaid for years, he's not there anymore. We finally get to see the tandem of Willie Gay and uh, Nick Bolton. Yeah, so we get to see skinny Frank Clark. Like there are so <laughs> many, there are so many unknowns about this Chiefs team that it's it, you just can't help but be excited about Sunday because yeah. well, don't get me wrong, it could go all belly up. It really could, and we could be thinking like personnel wise, this team just don't make sense. Is that it's, it, they're going to be crap? But if they're good, then the Cardinals. We know what the Cardinals are. The Cardinals are bad. But if the Chiefs turn out to be better than we expect or maybe just as good, then the Chiefs win this game on Sunday. But if they turn out to be amazing, then the Chiefs are going to absolutely obliterate them. <laughs> or of, or they could be terrible and the chemistry yeah. could be all off and Juju could be injured or Sky Moore could be dropping passes or Vanus Scantling could be dropping passes and the Chiefs lose this game. There are so many different factors about this game that are complete unknowns that absolutely make this game exciting so you're just giddy about the unknown is that what you're saying? yeah i am <laughs> salivating the fact that you don't know what's going to happen you just like we, we might see a patrick mahomes alec like to alex smith star screen pass like on sunday the, the, the like we don't really see under patrick mahomes <laughs> and we're like you, you know that leonardo dicaprio mean when he's pointing at the screen <laughs> i know that screen <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember when we ran that against the Chargers in 2016. <laughs> That's what it's going to be like. Anyway. <laughs> Very odd. Right. All right, then. Well, uh, what about uh, predictions? Are we going Cardinals win? <laughs> For all that. <laughs> totally contradict ourselves. <laughs> um, I, I, I think the Chiefs lay a marker. I do. Yeah. I think defensively they're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've got a couple of things to worry about. Kyler Murray, James Conner being the main two things. But I I think Chris Jones is going to have himself a game. I think Kyle Afters is going to have his moments. He's also going to have moments where he's going to be shown up a little bit by Kyler Murray's legs. But I think he's going to be okay. Um, like I said, I, I really fancy Will, Willie, Willie Gay and Nick Bowen to have a, a good game. And, good. Um, you know, does that they become the premier young linebacker duo in the NFL. So I'm really excited about what M2 can do. So I, I think the Chiefs win. I think um, they probably get to 31 points and the Cardinals, less, less, the, the rushing of Kyler Murray is always going to get them some points anyway because they're going to move the ball because of him alone. Um, so let's say 20 for the Cardinals. But um, right. yeah, Cliff Kingsbury, his first game against Patrick Mahomes since, was it, or has he played? No, he has played them before. I can't, I can't remember. I can't um, remember, has he? I don't know. When was the last time we played the Cardinals? What, four years ago? 
He I must have played them. What was the score when we last played the Cardinals? Do you know what? We should have researched that. Yeah. <laughs> I can remember I can remember when we played them in 2014 and Jamal Charles had that really early run. Yeah. And which was like a 55-yard touchdown. It was literally like two cuts and gone. Yeah. And we ended up losing that game. But I kind of I can't remember last time we played the Cardinals at Arrowhead. The thing is though, if it's not just like in the last two years, what's the point in even looking back at it? Exactly. The team is completely changed. Yeah, yeah, very <laughs> both, true. Very, both teams, you know. So, very true. But yeah, so the Chiefs the Chiefs win 31 20. 31 20 for you. All right. Super I'm gonna, score. I'm gonna go a bit more convincing. I'm going 38 10. Nice. Um and I, I think, yeah, like, I think I'm very confident with the with the Chiefs defense. I'm being very generous with 10 points there as well for the Cardinals. Yeah. Um I think they I think their their points mainly come through James Conner. And that yeah, I think that's all she wrote, basically. <laughs> I think the Chiefs are not winning this game by twenty eight points. They are just done. Oh what do you think it'd be more? <laughs> <laughs> they are. Give no, no, like, it's, it's like I've you were got saying. to give the Cardinals I've got to give the Cardinals some credit. Like, they are traditionally a hot start team, similar to the Chiefs. The they Chiefs are, start yeah. hot, yeah. the Cardinals start start hot. Yeah, I, I I think the Cardinals get some points, but I think, overall, I, think last year. I think the injuries and the missing players, DeAndre Hopkins not playing is absolutely massive. Yeah. Um the, I think the Chiefs win this very one twenty. Right. Thirty eight ten. Let's see if we get a prediction right this year. I'm gonna go with no. <laughs> <laughs> we, one of us will one day, I know I just know it. I just know it. All right, that's all we've got time for this week. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, if you have, obviously, please let us know how you think about the show by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Also, stick around on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network for more Chiefs content. And, of course, keep up to date with everything Chiefs at arrowheadpride.com. But all that's left to say here is, from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.